An entitled man-child freaks out on me as well as my interns, claiming that because I'm a woman, I can't possibly be the supervisor over this department. But I simply wasn't taking that sitting down, as I put this entitled man-child in his place and kicked him out of my office altogether. Here's what happened. So about five years ago, I worked at the International Center of a university in the United States. To give some background information, I am an Asian female, I'm five foot one in height, and though I was in my early 30s at the time, I did still look quite young and was often mistaken for being in my early 20s or late teens. My main job responsibility at the time was the recruitment, training, and management of about a dozen international student interns who worked the front desk. Anyways, we had been swamped that morning, so I hadn't had time to go out to eat lunch. I got a sandwich at our campus vending machine and sat down in the break room. The break room was always cold due to the AC blasting through the room, so I put on a comfy university jacket. I kept it at my desk just to wear during break. I kept the break room door open to keep an ear out on the front and let my interns know that they could still pop in to ask any questions that they want. I had hired a couple of new students that month and they were still learning. A few minutes later, I heard a man's voice yell something along the lines of, No, no, no. You do not understand. You are stupid. Stupid. The childish outcries exclaimed in a grown man voice made me immediately stand up and rush to the front desk area without even remembering to take my jacket off. The man was literally wagging his finger at my intern and yelling while almost comically stomping his feet. I interjected his tantrum and introduced myself as the intern's supervisor. I gave my name and position, and I told him I could assist him with the issue. The man immediately looked me up and down, scoffed a short no, and then he turned right back to the intern and asked her to call the supervisor, as he needed to ask someone who actually works here, not just some young girl like the intern who sits there at the front repeating nonsense. It wasn't my first rodeo with unnecessarily angry students, so I calmly gestured at my intern to step away, and I planted myself directly in front of him. That made him change his rant towards me, saying, listen, I know you Chinese want to help each other, but my issue is urgent, so I need to talk to your supervisor. Call your supervisor and he can sign the form I need signed. Yes, both my intern and I were Asian, but neither of us were Chinese. I hate when people over-enunciate when speaking to me. My thoughts often immediately go to the fact that English is my first language, as evident by the fact that I just spoke to you. Also, it really upsets me that he assumed the supervisor would be male. I did my best to remain calm, however, and I confirmed the issue. Oh, so you're looking for a travel signature? If you go online and submit the form, you can get that taken care of. But this guy starts screaming, no, you don't understand, idiot. He then proceeds to go on a rapid rant, saying that I must get a real staff member who actually works here, instead of giving him the same instructions again, because he needed his signed right now because he wanted to go out of town tonight and surely the school didn't want to make him a student who pays such high tuition to have to come back on campus just to get a signature before he leaves the country after his road trip. He then asked me how much money he gives to the school. He then went on a really racist rant about me and basically my co-workers and at that point I had had enough. I raised my hand and put my palm out in front of his face for a second to stop his ongoing rant. I looked at him and I said, again, I am the supervisor in this area and I hear your issue. My intern here has given you the instructions for this form that you need signed, but you want expedited service simply because you do not want to come back to our office on another day to pick it up. Is that correct? Okay, then no. Let me continue. Unfortunately, that cannot be arranged, so please go home and submit the form online, and you can wait two to three business days for a response. He started to speak again, but I put my hand out again immediately, maintaining eye contact, and picked up the phone. Also, sir, if you do not leave immediately, I will be calling campus 
security to escort you out of this building for bothering me and my staff members. But before you go, just so you know, I will be noting in your form that you are missing a certain number of days from school. Know that you must maintain your full-time student status for your visa, as you have kindly told us of your planned weeks of absence. So please be ready to submit documentation of why this was an excused absence from your classes. Lastly, do not insult my staff again, or you will be banned from entering this office ever again. He stood there stunned for a few seconds, then started to say something again, but I then proceeded to dial the number on the phone. And that is when he ran out of the building. This may not have been the best solution ever to a yucky situation, but this was the first time I kicked a student out of the office, so I was a bit shaken up about it. The best part of the story, though, is what happened next. My boss at the time walked in a few minutes afterwards and asked me to come talk to her. I thought I was in trouble for some reason, but she actually asked me instead if everything was okay because she met a rude international student outside. Apparently, the rude man had run into my boss outside and he had asked her if she happens to know who is the boss of the girl in there and if she knew how he could talk to him. My boss said that she was the supervisor of the woman who works in there and asked if she could help. The man apparently then said something along the lines of how she then needed to find him the man highest up the chain because his issue demanded real work. He was rude enough that my boss actually did call the campus police to escort him out of the campus property. She told me that next time, the moment he raises his voice, I do not need to even engage him in conversation, but can just kick him out immediately, as he was forewarned that this is what will happen next time. So overall, that situation was ridiculous, and his attitude, demeanor, and the way he was talking to me and my interns really was incredibly upsetting. Wow, that guy was seriously a jerk. He hit like all the marks of being just an absolute jerk. He said some awful sexist and racist things, and he also went off on this tangent. Also, he could try and get some kind of leeway on a trip that he clearly did not get approved through his school visa. So good for you for standing your ground and telling this guy to take a hike. Because honestly, no one deserves to get treated like that in the slightest. And this guy absolutely had it coming. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My friends don't want me dating in the slightest. And I feel like they're being very controlling and overly aggressive towards me. And I don't know what to do. So for context, I am single for the first time since I was 19 years old and a sophomore in college. I dated a man for six years until October 2021 when I finally broke it off because the relationship turned severely toxic due to his addiction issues. He is now sober and we are still good friends and I'm honestly proud of him. Now, even a week later, I spent some quality time with someone I knew in middle school and high school and we spent our time together and three months later, we are now in a relationship. He was a bare minimum boyfriend and even though he was nice and kind, he didn't really treat me the way that you should. All my friends encouraged this relationship and said it would be good for me. But in November 2022, he broke up with me and although it was for the best, I obviously was heartbroken. It's been three and a half months since that incident and I am thriving. I've lost 23 pounds, I've dyed my hair, and I'm doing great at work and my social life. And I'm finally saving money. Now here's where the issue comes in. My friends aggressively don't want me to entertain the thought of anything potentially romantic or anything else with another guy. They are constantly telling me I need time to be alone for a year or more, that I must be single and I need to learn to be alone and love myself first and foremost out of a relationship. And these are all women in their mid to late 20s. None of my guy friends have echoed this sentiment in the slightest. This is all 
fine and dandy to me. I don't want a relationship. And honestly, it would take a lot for anyone to get me to even consider committing to them again. I just have a lot of stuff to work through from my childhood and from toxic relationships. The issue comes in though for me that it feels almost controlling and overly aggressive from some of my friends. For example, I downloaded some dating apps because I was bored. And when someone messaged me something wildly gross and inappropriate, I immediately would screenshot it and send it to my group chat and laugh about it. Now, most of my friends laughed, but my one friend immediately lectured me for even opening a dating app and told me that I shouldn't even have them on my phone and I need to delete my profile. Now, mind you, I don't actually go on them, nor am I actively trying to meet someone. Sometimes I'm just bored. I don't know how to explain it. When my friends found out that I had a one night stand, half of them were excited for me and the other half were disappointed. I was asked out on a date recently and most of my friends told me that I need to say no and that I shouldn't be going on any dates whatsoever. They again reiterated that I need to be alone and I need to be single for a year or more. Now, I do want to be single, but I don't see an issue going on a date with someone, especially an old friend I reconnected with and I know is a good person. If I went on a date with anyone right now, I would be very upfront that I do not want anything serious. But if something slowly naturally progresses, I don't want to stop it. I understand where they are coming from, but it has now gotten to the point that I don't even want to tell them what is going on in my life. And God forbid I actually develop a crush on someone. I just know that they would not be happy with me and they would be very disappointed in me. I now feel like I'm making choices based on not upsetting my friends versus what is best for me. What should I do? I wanted to tell you about a new podcast I thought you would like called The Reslayer's Take. It's a brand new all-ages actual play from Critical Role that follows a new group of adventurers within Exandria. After six misfit mercenaries are rejected from the elite monster hunting group the Slayers take, they band together and battle supernatural creatures across the rugged continent of Isilra. It has fresh adventures for a longtime critter or is a perfect first dip into the world of Critical Role. Check out the first episode if you like what you hear and make sure you follow the Reslayers take wherever you get your podcasts. This is definitely a tricky situation because instinctively it really seems like you should do whatever you want and you really should be able to date whoever you want. But in that same vein of thought, it really seems like your friends are kind of worn out of you having bad relationships. Like maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like you share everything with your friends, even the disgusting things that people send you on Tinder. And I bet more than anything else, they're probably just tired of you getting your heart broken and then having to be the people to help you pick up the pieces. So them telling you to be single is probably less of them trying to be controlling or overly aggressive, but more so trying to protect you as well as trying to protect their own sanity. I mean, it really does sound like the original poster is cycling through relationships that are slowly destroying them. And maybe your friends are just tired of hearing about all this stuff that's going on that really seems to be self-inflicted issues. So maybe there's some truth to what your friends are saying. Maybe waiting a little bit before things go south would do you a lot of good. Because from the sounds of it, I really do think your friends are tired of what's going on. And they not only want the best for you, but also they want the best for themselves. My entitled manager tries to get rid of me by Friday, but then asks for me to work more on Saturday. But I decide to maliciously comply, leaving her out to dry as I say, nope, my last day's Friday. And years later, I now see how satisfying that decision truly was. Here's what happened. So for a little bit of background, I work in the film and TV industry. At the time of this story, I was working an entry-level position called the production assistant, or PA for short. And this was all on a failing TV show. My duties included office upkeep, stocking the kitchen, research for co-workers, various paperwork, picking up supplies from vendors, and picking up lunch for everyone in the department, among a list of other tasks. Now, I really like
liked my immediate boss, who we will call Coordinator One. The two of us had a system to keep the office running, and we were starting to become really good friends. The problem, though, involved our department head, who was incredibly discriminatory based on people's skin color as well as their gender. And this was all at the height of the Me Too movement as well. After calling us darling one too many times, as well as winking at us, sneaking his girlfriend into the office, and flipping through Tinder on company time, Coordinator One reported him to the higher-ups. But in typical Hollywood fashion, they gave him a gentle slap on the wrist and sent him back to the department. So Coordinator One left the show in disgust. So once Coordinator One left, Coordinator Number Two stepped in. Now I knew Number Two, and I knew that I wouldn't get along immediately. She had been fired from her previous TV show for attitude problems. On her first day, she chewed me out for, and I kid you not, hanging the actor photos 11 inches too low on the wall. And it only got worse from there. This woman sucked up to the creepy department head, found faults with everyone around her, and loved power trips. She quickly made herself a nuisance to everyone in the department. But the creepy department head was too busy with Tinder to do anything. Between her constant berating, treating me like I was stupid, and unprofessional rudeness, she made my life a living nightmare. The final straw came when she screamed at me in front of the entire department for a small mistake. I almost packed my bag and walked out right then and there. And you know what? In hindsight, I really should have. But she told me I'd be replaced at the end of the month. So I thought I'd hang in there and collect a paycheck while I could. From then on, I counted down the days and made no attempt to hide my misery. The thing is, the TV show had barely started filming and we were already severely behind schedule. The poor construction department was building sets 24-7 and the first episode was supposed to air in the next few weeks. For everyone in our department, this meant extremely long hours and working six days a week, which is not my problem. I was leaving soon anyways. In fact, coordinator number two reminded me of that last week. They said to me, Friday is your last day. It ended up being a nightmare of a week, more long hours and running behind schedule. The department would need to work another Saturday. Well, Friday came along and I gleefully counted down the hours. At the end of the day, coordinator number two realized her mistake. She hustled over to me on my way out the door, mind you, and said to me, can you work on Saturday as well? And this is when my malicious compliance came into play. I said to her, nope, you said Friday's my last day. And that's when she got all huffy. She said to me, I'm just trying to get you some extra money. Now, giving up one day of my measly PA paycheck was well worth the look on her face when I said, no thanks. Friday's my last day. Bye now. And after I said that, I walked out to happily never see her again. I took a job on a much better TV show a few weeks later with the nicest crew ever. To this day, I've worked on lots of other shows and I always warn my coworkers to not ever work with her. It turns out she has a bad reputation around town, even without my help. And what was the fallout after I left? Now that there was no PA working Saturday, coordinator number two had no choice but to do both her job and mine. Years later, and I'm now a coordinator and I can tell you it's a job that keeps you busy. There's no way I'd be able to get anything done without the help of my amazing PAs. So it gives me extreme satisfaction to know that she had to get off her high horse, halt her very important emails as she put it, and go get everyone lunch and snacks all the way up until my replacement was found. And that idea in and of itself was so worth quitting that job. Good for the original poster. That coordinator number two sounds like an absolute nightmare and they seriously sound like a 
jerk across the board. And you can tell someone's an awful manager when they go on power trips like that and treat people lower than them like absolute garbage. Like that is pretty clear evidence that you're not a good person and you are going to be such a nuisance and an awful thing to deal with on a daily basis. Like these film sets sometimes go for 12 hours at a time. It is nothing to shake at. Like it really is long hours. So to have to deal with someone like that all day every day would seriously be obnoxious and not worth the time. So if I was in the shoes of the original poster, I would do the exact same thing. I would be like, nope, Friday's my last day. I'm out of here because it's honestly just not worth it. And if anything, you being let go by Friday only reflected poorly on coordinator number two. So in a roundabout way, the original poster aided in this person's downfall in the end. My boyfriend jokingly said he wanted to break up with me after he said that I was lying and that I was actually going behind his back to see someone else. And after it all got revealed that he was coordinating with my sister to pull this prank on me, I'm left feeling so unbelievably hurt and disgusted. And I seriously don't know what to do. So my boyfriend thinks I'm a complete liar and has been calling me that for the past few weeks. He believes other people's stories over mine. He is close friends with my sister. And while I don't know what she tells him, I do notice that he believes her over me. Last night, I was supposed to come over to his house to spend time with him and go to the store. And I thought we were going to see each other early about 7 o'clock p.m. So I started to get ready. I was waiting for him for hours to text me when he came over because he was out and wouldn't be home until 10 o'clock or something like that and told me to leave at 10.10 because he believed he'll be home by then. My sister came over to my house around 8 o'clock while I was getting dressed to drop something off and left seconds later. Earlier this same day, my sister told me she had been terrified because she said that she felt like her ex was following her at her home. I told my mother about it and around that time, my sister stopped answering the phone. So my mom got worried and told her I would drive past her house on my way to see my boyfriend. Around 10 o'clock p.m., I get some gas. I drive past my sister's house, then to his house. While I was leaving from driving past my sister's house, he calls me and asks what I'm doing, which I then explained. I get to his house and he starts questioning how I'm dressed. Because of the way I was dressed, he told me that I went out to another guy's house before coming to his. I mean, I really dressed up to come see him and I felt like I always dressed up like that, but in his mind, I don't. And I was apparently dressed too differently and much better than he expected. No matter what I told him though, he didn't believe me. I slept over at his house and woke up and went home before he got up for work. It was a good night and a good time until this afternoon when he calls me to tell me that I'm a liar and that it is over. He said that he just got done speaking to my sister and according to her, I didn't leave the house at 10 p.m. but instead apparently I left at 8 p.m. She didn't talk to me the entire day and I didn't come from my sister's house when he called. I tried to explain everything and send screenshots as well as some kind of proof but he wasn't trying to hear it and told me it was over. He told me he was tired of my lying and that when I'm ready to have a real conversation about things only then can we talk. He then hung up on me. I have more proof of me leaving the house but he refuses to see it. I tried to talk to my sister and she confirmed everything I said but thinks he must have gotten some parts that she said confused. She didn't know that I drove by her house but did mention that she did see me at 8pm but said that she didn't say that was the time that I left. Hours all before this happened he called me but I was asleep then texted me to never text him again stating that he doesn't want to talk to me anymore all because I didn't answer the phone right when he called and now everything's led up to this. I've been trying to call and text him but he won't answer. I sent him screenshots of proof and he left my text undelivered which is rarely like him. Fast forward and he called me last night to tell me that he was just joking about everything and just didn't understand why I was lying. I 
was trying to get an understanding on what was going on and try to talk about it, but he's pretending like none of this happened and keeps changing the subject to something else. Apparently, it was a joke from both of them, and this is the second breakup joke that they've done on me. I accuse them both of having something going on, and my sister thinks my boyfriend and I have mental issues. But honestly, this entire situation was so upsetting, and I seriously don't know what to do. So let me just get this straight. Your boyfriend as well as your sister went behind your back, coordinated some joke of him breaking up with you, and then collectively came back together to be like, psych, just kidding. Like, that is unbelievably toxic. And I think your suspicions of your boyfriend as well as your sister having something going on is probably accurate, because it really screams that they're definitely going around behind your back. I mean, this guy wouldn't even look at screenshots, he wouldn't look at any kind of proof, but instead he wants to play games. And these are games that are at your expense and your happiness. I know if I was in your shoes, I would be so upset not only with my sister for lying to me, but also for my boyfriend treating me like garbage and lying about wanting to break up. He sounds like a basket case, and I really think you deserve a lot better than somebody who's just going to use your relationship as a running joke and completely push aside your feelings and your mental well-being. You seriously deserve better than that, and your boyfriend does not sound like a good person. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.